What up, what up, what up? This is the OGM, a.k.a. Lil Booth of Heart. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Edie, also known as Yeti Bones, and I'm from the band, the duo, the whatever you want to call it, Hara, and uh, we are with Frederick Straga. And I'm so glad to have you here, finally. Chill. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. What does the OGM stand for? That's a good question. Um, it's changed over time, but currently it's the open grave machine. Open grave. Meaning that you bury other rappers? No, nah, I would say that it's it's like I know one day that my grave is like will be set. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and that's pretty much what it is, like a nod to that. Like, I, I know that my days are numbered. We have quite many songs that remind you of death. Yeah. There's an expression in art history, they talk about memento mori paintings. That yeah. Paintings that, that are painted to make sure that you remember that you will eventually die. Yeah. Maybe a lot of, like, dark rap music has the same function, I suppose. Yeah. Yes and no, there's some death posers out there. <laughs> They might talk about it, but... Death posers. Know. Yeah. Just, <laughs> what is a death poser? Death poser. <laughs> they talk about the evil, but they're not about the evil. I was just watching this um, hip-hop evolution on Netflix, and it was talking about the upbringing of 3-6 Mafia and how they was just obsessed with horror movies and dark beats and it just influenced their whole music and they was talking about uh what's the girl from gangsta boo yeah she like actually bought like a satanic book and was like used to read and study it and her mother made her throw it away <laughs> which girl gangsta, gangsta boo. boo from three six, three six mafia, mafia. yeah <laughs> so if you, if you go back and listen to the first um, three <laughs> no pun intended the first three six <laughs> The first three of the three six mafia records <laughs> is pretty it's pretty evil. Satanism isn't that big within hip hop though. It's uh Nah, it it, it wasn't because like I, I in rap, like they like every every rapper always praises God, like always, like, you know. Um but it started getting popular I would say in like the early like in the twenty tens, like around like like our future and stuff like that. I would say that's when that, but it's always been around though. It's always been around, but it definitely wasn't popular. But I would say like they reinforced it for sure. Yeah. And you you write your name horror with a H O nine nine O nine. If you turn that upside down, it becomes six six six. Yeah, but it's but it's not though. <laughs> yeah. That's already not anti. We anti. But some people seem to think that you're quite satanic. Yeah, they do. I don't know why they get that impression. <laughs> A lot of people think the wrong things, you know. I don't know why they get that impression. It's like, it clearly says nines, but yet they're like, oh, no, but if you flip it, it says sixes. I, I know, but it's not flipped. <laughs> they're, they're, they're nines, like, yeah, you know you what I mean? You just have to use your brain a yeah. little bit and more. People talk about, like he just said, people talk about dark shit in real life experiences that's going on in your communities or in politics every day in rap like still it's a pretty like occult vibe in a way yeah 
I was thinking about your because you OGM grew mm -hmm. up in a very religious yeah. family with yeah. the parents who went to church a lot. Mm -hmm. How did they feel about your like the like music, the music of horror? Um, well, interesting. My my parents aren't together now, but um, my 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 mom, well, she my mom is like the most. She was the one that got us into going to church and stuff like that. So I would say she definitely isn't into my music. Um, she's not coming to any shows or anything like that. And if she was to listen to anything, she would definitely think that we was, you know, on the other side of the fence. Um, but that's just the way that she was brought up. She's obviously a lot older. Like she's brought up in like the, the 70s, 70s, 80s and shit like that, 60s. So for her, her mind is set. That's just it. Um, me, I'm I'm free. I'm free. It doesn't it doesn't it doesn't affect me. It did at one point. Um, like what my mom thought of what I was doing, that affected me. Like, cause she she hated everything. Like from the like style to the kind of music we were listening to, what we were who we were hanging with, shit like that. She hated all that, but it doesn't affect me anymore because I'm successful at what I'm doing. But she hasn't tried to like spray you with holy water or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like at one point, at one point that she was trying to get me now, but I ain't get hit with that. I ducked that shit, you know what I'm saying? Like I ducked that. Gotta be like Mayweather when it comes to shit like that. You know what I'm saying? The fiercest fucking, the fiercest dugger. Now we are listening to the beautiful and soulful sounds of The Temptations with a beautiful song called My Girl. So I picked the song first because I feel like this song is nostalgic in my upbringing and my family and the certain street I lived on. It's like a full overpass of what my life was like growing up because when you're young, you don't specifically know what kind of music you're into at first. And you listen to whatever your parents listen to. And me growing up in a black community, urban community in Newark, New Jersey, my father was a big music head. He was a musician himself, but not so much successful. But the Motown, the music that was coming out of Motown, and The Temptations was my father's favorite, favorite band. Nat King Cole, that was the other guy I was talking about. Yeah, music, you know, way before his time, like Sarah Vaughn, Nat King Cole, um, even Smokey too. But the Temptations were my father's favorite group. He would play that record out of any of the other groups. And he had maybe 12 boxes of vinyl, and I heard everything. But the most I heard in the house was the Temptations. I heard it so much that I just became a liking to it, you know. I'm seven years old to my teenage years. I know every Temptations lyrics from every song. Not because I want to, 
just because it was played around the house. I, I think I pretty much listened to it while I was in my mother's stomach. But after listening to it so much, I it became a liking to me that, you know, and it just makes me think about the certain memories and it, it, it brings me back to my father in general, you know. Like the love I got from my father is crazy through music. When I hear certain music, it just it just gives me nostalgic memories and, and times that I spent with family or this moment where I was in school in fifth grade. And it always brings you back to that that my girl song, a temptation song, because it's it's so it's just so pretty. You're both from New Jersey, but yeah. you're from yes. uh, Elizabeth. Yeah, originally Elizabeth. Then I moved to London. I spent most of my years in London, but yeah, Elizabeth. And you're from Newark, Newark, New Jersey. Yes. I think most people have seen glimpses of Elizabeth in the opening credits for The Sopranos. <laughs> Probably. I, I think he drives through Elizabeth and those. Yeah, definitely. In the beginning of each episode. Yeah. What's it like, Elizabeth? Yeah. Um, I would say in the '90s it was a little bit. It was a little bit harsher. Um, it's changed over time. Um, Bam, real rough. To be to, to be honest, real rough in the '90s. Actually, that's why we moved out. We moved uh, to Linden, uh, which is like a, a, a few towns over. Um, I, I think I spent uh, probably first, second grade. After second grade, we moved. Like my parents were like so afraid. We 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 got our house broken into like like maybe three or four times um, before they decided to. Uh, to relocate. So there was that, that much crime there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about the 90s. So rough. Man. Yeah, the 90s was a bit rough. I feel like the 90s was rough everywhere. You know? <laughs> I remember a lot of rappers coming from New Jersey. And yeah. Like Queen Latifah, yeah. the Fugees, yeah. Noted by Nature. Yeah. Even the Sugar Hill Gang. Yeah. Back in the 70s. Word they were from up. Jersey. Yep, yep. I was just telling him that. I was just talking about Naughty by Nature. I'm like, Naughty by Nature was actually... They 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 was like out before, like some of the New York rappers, like like the Onyx, like the Wu Tangs, like they they had albums, they had things out in like ninety one, like ninety two, like ninety, like they would like Tretch was they was putting out stuff before that. It's just that the rap changed, and then like the styles of like obviously these other these other groups like overpowered or whatever. But yeah, it, it's some fly groups that came out of New Jersey for sure. So when you grew up in Jersey, most of your friends like only listened to hip hop, I assume. Because of where we were living, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah yes. I mean, well, I, you know, like he said, he grew up where he, you know his parents was playing Motown. So and then over time, he probably got into like rap. But same with me, it was like for me, it wasn't Motown. My parents are from Haiti, so it was like it was Kompa for me. It's like our version of like this jazz, like smooth vibes, like that. That that was our version. So that's all I knew. Like just like his father, that's all my father would play. Like crates on crates of music. So I knew that before I knew hip hop. But yes, once I started watching music videos and going to school and hanging around other kids and shit like that, um, yeah, rap and hip hop in general is like the first thing that I gravitated to. And then somehow you found punk. Yeah, we we found that at at a later age. Like I was probably like, I mean. You always saw like stuff on, on 
I wouldn't say you could you probably wouldn't see nothing punk on TV or whatever. But as far as punk goes, we we started going to shows like just being in, running around in New York, going to parties. Um, I would say like twenty, like I was probably like twenty one. Like after like it was like yeah, I was probably like twenty one, twenty two, because you was like I was like eighteen, was eighteen. So this was like the the early two thousands. Two thousand eight. It's like 2008. <laughs> so it's like nine. It was 2009. Yeah. Yeah, it was nine. Yeah, you're, you're that young. Um, yeah, like yeah. 2000. You, when were you born? Like 1990? 88. 88. Okay. Yeah. 80s. I don't really like to <laughs> put my put my my year my birth out there. I'm saying, just know I was born and I'm here. I was born. <laughs> You were spawned. Yeah, I was spawned. <laughs> you were hatched. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, was I remember reading that Gene Simmons in Kiss, he wasn't born, he was hatched. Oh, he was this dragon demon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He looked like that. Yeah. He's a wild looking motherfucker. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Please. You started out in something called the Jersey Clan. Yeah. Was that it like a hip hop crew or was it more punk community? More like community. It was just a c community of, of individuals. You know, we all had different styles and flavors and just thought process on how we overlooked things and, and did things and within New Jersey, which nobody was really doing that or looked like that or dressed like that or doing what we was, what we was doing. So. Yeah. It it was our thing. It was a thing of what five people that yeah. It started out as just like like he said, just like individuals, like artists, and then it formed into us trying to bring more light into our community, which is like in New Jersey, like just the arts. Like you know, we were going other places and seeing dope punk shows or dope rap shows or dope art shows and pop ups and stuff like that. But then we wouldn't have none of that in New Jersey, like or or we or we had it, but. They were, they weren't exposed to a different way of doing it. There were other ways and other artists and people to work with. So that was just our goal, like to bring cool things to our local, you know, youngins, our our youth. How did people in the neighborhood take to your your new like clothes style when you started to dress like punks? It's were, a, were they like tight pants and stuff? <laughs> yeah, actually, I. It wasn't even about dressing punk. It was about not dressing how everybody was dressing yeah. in the neighborhood at the time. Right. <laughs> he so, was already wearing colors, skinny jeans, different kind of haircut. 
chains, <laughs> jackets you've never seen. And I was wearing skinny jeans and I was in the skating at the time. So I was, just, yeah, I was wearing a lot of dirty stuff and everybody else was wearing baggy clothes, baggy clothes, long t-shirts and you know, not that we wasn't doing that, but we, we was doing that too. We definitely we went through the baggy era, but we just opened our eyes up a little bit quicker. We just we just started seeing things a little different, and it was just like, all right, boom, I could switch my style and be like this. I don't gotta like follow nobody trend or rules and shit like that. But yeah, people in the hood don't like, especially at that time, motherfuckers in the hood don't like that shit. But did you get beat up for the way you looked? Nah, cause we 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 roll with like. I wouldn't say we, I I I've been approached, but we ain't never get beat up. Ain't nobody yeah, ever like yeah, put yeah. hands on us, cause you know what I'm saying of how we dress and shit like that. Cause I ain't really having that, but but we never really we always in a crew though. Like you feel what I'm saying? Like I I, not like we got security and shit like that, but like we good. I move where I'm from, people know me. Like in Linden, like where I'm from, like where I go as far as I like get food, go to, and they, like I'm good. Even the motherfuckers that I went to school with that probably still wearing baggy jeans, they might look at me like, oh yeah, this is, he a little weird or whatever, but they know me. Like I'm or straight. Or maybe they're just scared of you because they know that if you flip the logo upside down, it's 666 and you will put a <laughs> spell on them. They'd be like, oh shit, you're going cast yeah. a spell on me. He's gonna get the, he gonna get the yeah. demons on me. Yeah, we was known in the nah, neighborhood nah, nah, beforehand. We, we, so we, 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 we straight. 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 And if I go to somebody, I, I, I don't never go to no nobody else hood like just you know looking crazy or slipping like yeah. you feel me i'm low-key with mine so i'm yeah. like a ninja so yeah. i ain't trying to get into no confrontations you're like a ninja yeah yeah <laughs> which was the first like punk band that you went to see and really appreciated it, it went through a few, a few phases, phases of sure. uh, not necessarily a punk band but um there was a scene in New York at the time that we gradually, you know, got involved with. And the first band, the, the not even the first band, but the first scene was this Williamsburg, Brooklyn, you know, JMZ train, Bedford Ave, these, I, I, and I don't want to even say hipster bands, but I want to say the bands at that time that represented like Bushwick Brooklyn were thriving and these were bands like Ninja Sonic and the very well known Japanther. Yes. Um there's a few other bands that's not around, but within that scene we started going to those shows. And then later there was another scene that was the real punk shows. And I'm not talking about hardcore. I'm talking about like punks with the x and that was like dawn of humans hank wood and the hammerheads yes. and just these kind of bands and there was also bands from boston coming down like hoax and who killed spiky jacket yes. and we was just seeing all these bands and that was really like a, a, a eye opener and it was just intense you know it it's a certain feeling when you go to those kind of shows yeah, that's very free and DIY and anything could happen at any given time and you're just there to experience it. And at that point, I don't think Instagram, Instagram wasn't happening, but it was happening, but it wasn't really a thing. But yeah, it was just, you've said a few times that you love hip hop, but you don't necessarily love hip hop concerts. Yeah. Because just be boring like motherfuckers just be up there basically 
lip singing their own raps. It's like karaoke. It's like hip hop karaoke. I mean, and I'm and I'm not saying that all rappers do that shit, you know, because I I done been to some dope rap shows where motherfuckers really up there rapping doing their thing, and I and I love that, I appreciate that, cause you know, but yes, most rap shows and I done been, you know what I'm saying? motherfuckers literally, you can hear sometimes you can hear the DJ more, you can hear the actual rapper. Like I, if I'm paying my money to see a show, or even if somebody put me on the on the on the guest list, if I if I'm excited, I'm excited to see this person play. And pretty much the backing track is playing, but like you're not rap. You have one job is to like to perform that the lyrics. I find it annoying when they won't even bother to find an instrumental version of, of the song. <laughs> That's what I'm you know saying. how, how like, difficult is it to find an instrumental yeah, to rap own. to? Why do yeah. you have to of play your, the album version? Crazy at a concert. Yeah, Imagine own. if you did that in like rock music, you would be crucified. Like I'm talking about like as far as vocals, like if you just. If you just had the actual backing track of yeah. the rock song, and yeah. you was just barely singing that song, or in in, would, in, in, in country, in country music, or whatever music, only in rap they do that. This is share share the ghost by Ghostface Killer. <laughs> Me, I'm just too nasty. Lost on the dance floors, I attack y'all. Snuck through the back door. Guess who they saw? Goldie and Ghost, Black African Rope, Star Studded Um, I chose that track because obviously I love Wu Tang. Um, Ghostface is like one of the members of Wu Tang Clan. S. He, 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 to me, has like one of the best discographies of the bunch. Um, he got one of the most unique voices, styles of rapping. Um, but that song in particular was like, it came out in like the like 2000, I would say. And it it's like Wu-Tang was, was like over. And like that song pretty much put life into, into that brand again to me. Like, you know, um, I remember the music video. It was like they was like walking through the hotel. It felt like it was like a, a morning, like they had like a crazy ass after party or something like that, and everybody was just drunk or just like passed out or something like that. And he was just wearing a fur coat, like a do rag, and like yeah, vibe was tight. I remember like listening to Wu-Tang in the 90s and really loving the way they used conspiracy theories in their yeah. lyrics that they it was always about some kind of alien signal that would <laughs> be telepathically sent to people's brains to yeah, enslave like humanity Bobby, or whatever Bobby. and now like looking back 25 years later it's as if you know normal people who don't smoke any weed whatsoever share the same kind of stuff on facebook <laughs> for sure it's as if you, the world has caught up with wu-tang and becoming as obsessed with like insane conspiracy theories <laughs> yeah. right. Right. 
I've noticed that a lot of modern rap has kind of embraced mosh pit culture. Yeah, that's correct. Um, uh, you know, and some fail miserably because it doesn't really get that intense. Yeah. But I, I went to a show with Denzel Curry last year, which was pretty good. They even had a wall of death, you know, where they divide the audience into yeah. two parts and they run mm-hmm. to, right to, yeah. into each other. Yeah, I, I, I think it's tight. I mean, first of all, I like, I, I, I like Denzel. I think he's tight and I think his live shows are tight. Um, secondly, at first I was a little... <sighs> The whole rappers trying to mosh and trying to like do the, you know, at first I felt some type of way about it. And it wasn't really that, like, I felt some type of way, like, I, as if I own it. It was just more so, like, sometimes I feel like, number one, you're not even rapping the lyrics. Number two, this the music that you making, like, ain't even that sort of energy. Like, you ain't even putting out that energy. If you was performing and you was turning up like Denzel, he turns up. He really putting that energy into that. So he he could he could demand that without even asking for it. Like, you know what I mean? He could get that. I remember seeing Kanye West you know? trying to, you know, create a mosh pit to I've some songs that, that are, you know, beautiful, but they're not. I've seen that. When he yeah. tried to do that with uh, Blood on the Leaves, I, I saw him one time and he tried to do Blood on you know, the I Leaves. I love that he, track, but it's yeah, not a moshing track. He was like yeah. telling people, like he stopped the track a bunch of tri- times and he's telling people like, yo, I want to see y'all mosh. I want to see a circle pit. And I'm just like, but this ain't that type of track. And then on top of that, if you got to ask motherfuckers for that shit, I don't know. So, like you guys, motherfuckers, for a wall of death, maybe. But like to be honest, if your music is giving them that energy, they gonna do it by themselves. Yeah. You not you don't even need to ask for a circle pit. You don't need to ask for a mosh pit. They just gonna be yeah. doing it. You feel me? That's how I feel. This is attitude by the mighty bad brains. picked this song because this was my introduction to heavy, heavy music, hardcore music, punk music. It was my introduction to something way more different than hip-hop and, and Motown from what I was already listening to. And when I was talking about scenes in New York, the group Ninja Sonic had covered this song. And, you know, you learn new shit every day. And I didn't know another group can sing another group's song, which is called a cover. I you had, didn't know about that? I didn't know about that. Nah, at the time, you know, yeah, rap, I know, you understand, we from fucking, we from New Jersey, we listen yeah, to rap, we right. never knew yeah, that. You know, but still, you know, you, you're right about something there, because in rap music, don't you don't cover. really cover other they songs. You, you might sample them, yes. but you don't do you covers. Don't, that's don't, totally true. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You might sample them. You, you might you might songs. say a, a lyric to big somebody up, you know, like Jay-Z saying certain Biggie Smalls, you know, but you're not covering a full song. So Ninja Sonic crazy. covered Bad Brain's song, Attitude. And at the time, this was when MySpace was around and I had found out about shows in New York and I went to some grimy fucked up dingy warehouse which is shut down now but it was called a shank and there was a bunch of punk bands playing and ninja sonic was playing and when they did the bad brains cover is when all hell broke loose and 
everybody was moving in there. And it was the first time I seen a mosh pit. And here I am looking like an Urban Outfitters model, white, <laughs> white vans on. I had my high top fade. I had an all over print shirt from some streetwear brand, some jean cut fucking it was yeah how did you feel i I felt like god ripped my fucking chest open and pulled my heart out at at that moment and i was like whoa what the i was i was blown away and me and my other homie that i used to skate with oh he he was like a he was like a punk or hip-hop dude he was like into bad brains and he was like into mf doom and wu-tang like one of those kids you know but me and him was just like what the fuck and i think he was a little bit more knowledgeable than i was because he used to put me up on stuff but we both was like whoa that shit was that shit was crazy so later that night i went home and i googled ninja sonic attitude like i gotta find whatever the song was this shit was fucking dope and the bad brains video from cbgb's kept coming up and at first i was like fuck this is not it this is what what is going on this is an old video and then i really took a minute and and watched it and i was like whoa what the fuck is this and from then on i was just hooked it was like a snowball effect then i watched the whole video and then I'm like, oh, what's this other cool band they're recommending? Black Flag? Let me check that out. Oh, what is this? Black Flag is recommending Minor Threat. Let me check this out. Oh, this band called The Misfits. It's very dark. It's from New Jersey. They have skulls and everybody's wearing black and looking like vampires. Let me check this out. I think I like it. And then from there on, it's, it's just game. I've always been fascinated by, by how Bad Brain started out as a jazz fusion rock band. You know, this kind of type of punk is like, you know, what you least would expect yeah, people were, who are playing jazz fusion yeah, to be interested in. Because yeah. they were actual musicians. That's what made yeah. it dope. Like, maybe something happens when people who are really, you know, technically skilled do something simple. Maybe yeah, that's yeah. when something becomes truly brilliant. And, you know, like, just like your friends put you on, another friend put them on to some, the punk coming from the UK. And they the bad brains was like obsessed with the dead boys and they wanted to start doing that kind of music and then it just became faster and if you listen to the bad brains first stuff like the black dots it's just you know it's punk and then when you listen to the later stuff they did after that it's all it's the same songs but just faster do you still wear a wedding dress on stage ogm yeah sometimes (laughs) that's a marvelous piece of clothing to put on for a I, I didn't bring it on this tour, um, but yes, I... So it's just for very special occasions? Yeah, um, it's definitely a staple piece in my uh, in my wardrobe for touring. For where, did you, where did you find it? Um, I, own a, I own a couple of them, actually. My, the first one, I, I got um, a good friend of mine, uh, Melina. She used to do like makeup uh, for us. Um, I, I kind of just... I don't even know where that... Oh, the idea stemmed from... Kill Bill? Yes. I was watching that shit. I used to literally, I had DVDs. I literally watched that shit like a, a trillion times. And I, I don't know, this the concept of like, 
her being killed and her resurrecting it and coming back and avenging that, like, and just getting everybody, that shit was tied to me. And a blood-soaked wedding gown. Yeah, pretty much. That was, like, really cool. So I just, it was just, um, it was cool. And plus, I, I'd, I'd never seen nobody do that um, in, like, rap or, like, or like punk or like what we were doing i'd never seen nobody come out in like a wedding dress so i was just like whoa that could be cool have you ever hurt yourself seriously on stage <laughs> yeah maybe like twice um i hit my because you're very energetic on yeah i i didn't definitely knocked myself out like hit my head um against like the the kick drum and then i've also uh dislocated my knuckles like a few times Um, and obviously getting into the crowd with people, sometimes you never know what's going to happen. Might get kicked in the gut or some shit. How about you, Edie? I've never gotten hurt. Knock on wood. I've got my heart broken on stage, though. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's a lie, bro. It's our first Amsterdam show, <laughs> and I went to the crowd. Everybody was low. I can't remember what song it was. And some random girl starts kissing me. But she starts kissing me from, like, my head was tilted back, and she was over top of me. Starts kissing me, and then the crowd, oh, wow. And then, boom, we went straight into the song. Oh, was it Amsterdam? It was Amsterdam. It was the first Amsterdam show. It was the first I Amsterdam. I remember that shit. And then the show was over, and I was like, hey, whoever kissed me, stick around so we can chat a little bit. Ghost. And I couldn't find her. Ghost. So you fell in love in the mosh pit. I fell in love Basically. in the mosh pit. That was punk rock love. But she I mean, what, did she, what did she look like? I have he no idea. I don't know. She left. Like we, she, he never saw her. Never saw her. But I mean, when, when you saw her in the mosh pit, you must have. No, I he didn't even look. His eyes look. probably closed like a little bitch. Look. He is like look. a little. <laughs> I, I think my eyes were closed. I was in the moment. I was having a. But she was a good kisser. So she was that's a good kid. Yeah, it was great. So she might look like a sumo wrestler. You have no idea. She might. Could have been a dude. Could have been like a fucking. I don't know. Could have been a dinosaur. Could have been Barney. I'm with it. <laughs> could have been Barney, where bro. Where you at? If you're hearing this right now, where are you at? Wasn't one of your shows at South by Southwest stopped by security because things got too oh, yeah. heavy in the mosh pit? Yeah, I heavy and it, it was like a it was like a two in one. Things got heavy in the mosh pit, <laughs> and while people were like breaking trying, in, trying to get into so the show. while while the doors were being broken <laughs> down people in the pit was going crazy and security didn't know what the fuck was happening i loved i loved every every point of it i got some rest that night because you know the shit, we played two songs and left so i was it like, wasn't even right. two full songs it was like we played the first song it was like half of the yeah, second one a, like, a song and a half i was like shit i can go home i mean we chilling after this yeah. and then you got kicked off The Vans Warp tour back in 2015 because yeah. the promoters got upset with the vibes that you were sending off or something. Uh, yeah. I mean, or was it just that all the other bands were like lame emo groups? <laughs> I ain't even going. I ain't even going disrespect the other bands like that. I'm gonna just go on and say that you know they definitely had like basically us a hardcore band with bands that aren't in that category and i would say that they weren't prepared for our energy you know um but we played our, a show that we would normally play it was it was like a horror show 
It was you know? it was it was a regular day <laughs> in the neighborhood <laughs> for us, but for everybody else, it was the end of the world. Yeah, it was much. the fucking apocalypse. Yeah, they thought, and that was our first and last show. A round of applause, everybody, for Van's Warped Tour. This song is called Cool G. This is by Westside Gun, Bane the Butcher, and Conway Griselda, baby. Boop, 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 boop. Man, surely a gangster. Don't touch that. My shooters itching pistols with extenders. Essential by Traskers where we bitch that. We on the corners with Lewis on us. We put a ball in mid fours. Four in the morning. Show the niggas how we click clack. Cherry made back. Look how I sit back. I had to take it back. The shit is mismatch. Bust the four pound and that shit kick back. What you feel? Who's Westside Gun? Hey, from Buffalo, New York. You know what I'm saying? Um, All I know is that he's signed to Eminem's Shady Records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they got like their own imprint, but yes, like they're half signed to Shady. But um, okay, so it's a group. Yeah, Westside Gun is like an individual artist. Uh, Benny the Butcher is an individual artist. Conway, but they're all in a group together, which is Griselda Records. Just off of impact, it feel like Rick back. I told a big strap, I go and get it and got a lit back. Hawaiian bitch that will fuck the team and fly your brick back. Design a mix match, I only get inspired in traps. All we wear is fly. I like Westside Gun. I like the whole Griselda movement. I've been, I, I put that on a list because, like, I'm currently like listening to that, like, like them, and um, I feel like they're. They're very monumental and and important to like hip hop in today's age and current currently because they they breathe air into like what the '90s felt like. You know, like I was just talking about Wu Tang, Mob Deep, and like Onyx and like Nas and shit like that. Like Big L, like they they embody that sort of vibe. Um, it, it's just raw, like uncompromising, like. Now, you know, before they used to be like regional rap. It used to be like, you know, when New York sounds like New York, West Coast sound like West Coast, South sound like the South. You know, now a motherfucker could be from New York and he could be, he could sound like he's from the South or he could sound like he's from Texas or whatever. Yeah, that's because you like the region that matters yeah. is basically SoundCloud. Well, yeah, that's pretty much it's it. It's like, you know, you know geog- geography became yeah. digital. Yes. Yeah. You feel me? But I like them because they from Buffalo. And Buffalo's just like nobody they not ain't nobody looking at Buffalo for music. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I feel I I, I could relate to that because we from New Jersey. You know what I'm saying? Like even though we have the Fuji's, even though we got Queen Latifah and all and, and Nori by Nature, but ain't nobody looking to New Jersey for music. They always gonna look to New York first. You feel what I'm saying? Even though they Buffalo's in New York, but it's like upstate. And I feel like they underdogs and they don't work their way up and they just uncompromising. They're not trying to sound like the West Coast, they're not trying to sound like the South, they're not trying to sound like nobody but East Coast grimy hardcore, and I love that shit. I've only been to Buffalo once and that was to see the opening show of Eminem's Anger Management Tour. Oh, word. And for yeah. some reason he had a Papa Roach opening for him. <laughs> did, didn't, didn't you guys open for Papa Roach once? Uh, yeah. Once once as a tour, but yeah, it was, it was quite a few shows. You went on tour with him? On Yes. And how did how did that work out? I I'm going to be honest without sounding too crazy. It 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 wasn't the best fit for our brand. 
And I love those guys because, like, they're actually good dudes. They actually made the tour, like, fun for us. You know, um, my my issue is with their fans. Um, And, and again, and and it's not like I have an issue, like I'm trying to look for a thing or whatever. But that tour, um, it just taught me something about um, pairings. You know, sometimes the band wants to put their fans onto something new they want to expose their fans to something different the fans don't want that though you feel what i'm saying and that yeah, sometimes was the, issue. the artists kind of overestimate yes the openness of the fans yes you feel me and now that, that so that was, what what did they say to you the fans how did they react to to your they they they, they didn't like us They didn't oh. like us every night. We 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 tour. We like two. Were they weeks. like booing you off stage? I wouldn't say boos, but th- there was there was definitely a night that it it, it got a little too crazy, and, you know. Thing, you know, I don't want to even get into that, but yes, it was it was hostile energy. Yeah. Like the whole tour was hostile energy. We we might have had like it was like a two. It wasn't even like a full tour. It wasn't like a month or anything like that. It was like two weeks or two and a half weeks. There was like maybe one or two shows that they actually applauded and i was just like oh my god like thank you for like just being alive like you know what i'm saying because like they literally hated us like throughout the most of the tour <laughs> that that shit was rough maybe you learned something by getting up on stage before like 10,000 people who don't like you because yeah. mo- most people never experienced that uh, again yeah. it's not and it's not even their fault like the band that it's not their fault like they love us they were trying to put us on they trying to put their fans on you feel me they're awesome dudes i got none but love for them dudes it was just that their fans weren't ready to receive our style like our type of music you know and that's 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 all it was you also toured with marilyn manson and that went yeah. a lot better yeah that was tight that, that was good that was real good that was that that's a good pairing right there Yeah, that those those shows were were fun and it it, it opened people up because you know if you're a fan of Marilyn Manson, then you you're, already are free. Your your <laughs> your mind is is wide open for whatever is coming your way. Right. <laughs> no pun intended on everything, but uh, yeah, we played in the South with Manson and. Every show was great, you know. Even one show, it might have been the second show, they was asking for an encore, and I couldn't fucking believe it. Bro, he's in like Alabama, and that shit was yeah. turned. I'm like, what? Alabama, that's quite a conservative state for sure. We I, yeah. we couldn't believe it. We like, what? Can't believe we here and playing with yeah. him, and it's still turned. Like, yeah, it, it was great. It was great. <laughs> they they loved it. You know, these people coming up to us after the show, like. Pfft. I don't know who you guys are, but <laughs> fuck this up. I'm like, yeah. Whole Gog, Whole 99, Hard, yep. whatever it is, I like it. I like it. <laughs> toured with the prodigy a little bit yeah yeah and you recorded a track with them called fight fire with fire let's yeah. listen to it so this was before keith flint mm-hmm. died tragically mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's it, it's just crazy because, you know, before that tour, obviously we're huge fans and 
we've been sitting on that song for quite a while. I, w- I want to say a year and a half before it dropped and been in contact with Liam. And when we finally got the offer to do the tour, we was like, well, you know, dreams do come true. And Keith was one of the first ones we met. He was such a super chill and nice guy and very happy and cracking jokes and just he seemed lively, you know, and every show was killer. They really brung their all. It's like a huge rave happening every night with the lights. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Oh, Jim, you have a special way of getting in shape before concerts. You, you vomit. <laughs> or do you still do that stuff? It's, it still happens sometimes, but probably like the first four or five years, definitely the first four or five years of touring, of playing shows, yeah, it's like this nervous, like, excitement. Um, so it's nervousness, it's not... It's not even... Ner- no, no. I'm, not, I'm not even nervous, because I know what I'm about to do, and I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm just so pumped, like, that my body is trying to comprehend how to, like, deal with it in that moment, and the only way for me to deal with it is to throw up real quick. And then, like, once I do that, I'm I'm ready to, I'm in power mode. I'm ready to go. Obviously, I got to wash my mouth out. Duh. Feel me? You can't just throw up and just go on stage. Well, if you're a punk rocker, I guess you can. I've done it on stage. That shit just be gross. My mouth tastes nasty. I'm a smoker. Like, so, like, smoke with... So did you throw up on, on, on Edie or on, on the audience? <laughs> nowhere close. <laughs> now nah, he'd be on the other side. He I just look over. I look he over just look over. He's like, he like, oh, damn, he yeah. over there fucking up. <laughs> Get it out. Speaking of which, you're, you're pretty big G.G. Allen fans. We, I don't we want, are I don't, fascinated by him, but I wouldn't say we're like big G.G. fans. I, I, don't like, want, I don't want to use that fan. I, I'm more so of the, the people that's intrigued by him. I'm very, I'm very intrigued and I just want to know more. I want to like tap into his mind, but I'm not a huge fan. You know, the music is okay. I like the older stuff with the, um, with the jabbers instead of the, yeah, those were great punk pop songs. Yeah. yeah, Those were, those were good. You know, the stuff. Then he started to more concentrate on covering himself in blood and vomit and piss and shit on stage. And, And, you know, from the documentary, that's like after he got out of jail. So something must have something something happened. You know what? 
I don't know. But I like, as far as music, I like the Jabber stuff. And, you know, maybe some of the stuff with the Murder Junkies, but Jabber's has some groove. But I'm just intrigued with his whole character and his mindset and stuff he did. And, you know, I've, I've hung out and kicked it with Merle a few times. So Love was the egg. See? And it was born in a cloud with silver lining. This is a song from NERD called Maybe. I mean it hatched on the ground, so time flew right by me. And voila, hey, I know you thought your life was gonna be easy when you didn't call. You found that you were song is Lenny Kravitz on guitar. Correct. Um, I picked this song. All these songs are like staples and points in my life that have, you know, just rolled me. But I picked this song because I think I was fresh out of high school and, you know, listened to the Motown stuff. Uh, rap already, I grew up on that. Found out about the brains and I started dabbling with more alternative music. I had already been a fan of the Neptunes and, you know, Pharrell from making beats. And when I found out about NERD, I was like, whoa, like, this is this is cool. I wasn't into them on the early days heavy. And I went to that Kanye West tour, Glow in the Dark tour. It was Lupe Fiasco opening up. NERD playing second and then Kanye playing third but this song and this whole album is you know a point in my life where you know you're growing up going through your adolescence puberty you know you're starting to have sex you're dating and it, it just made me feel like you know emotional vulnerable like I was in this mind state where you know a, a girl might have hurt me at that point or I might have fucking did some fucked up shit and cheated or you know fucking around and it, it just put me on this emotional state while i was just thinking about this girl that maybe it broke my heart at the time you know i was just like a very emotional real real open about it and yeah the song is like did you break your heart in the mosh pit no nah, i don't, I don't not think that I, well, was not not this time you know <laughs> you know but yeah this, this song just makes me think of those points where like you know i, mean, I might have really liked this girl and you know when you're young you just you just fall in love you just want this certain person and i, I don't think she wanted me back but yeah this song and its whole album and mood is just had me and my and my feelings and my emotions so every time i think about it it's just like nostalgic or even if i had like my high school cutie and that i went to graduation with you know hold it now Rap, fuck your politics and meet the apocalypse. 
How, how much do you care about politics? Regardless if you are political or not, you're involved in it. So, as, you, you, you know, I'm not like protesting or standing outside saying like go vote for Bernie or anything like that, even though you should go vote for Bernie because that's what we're rocking with right now. <laughs> you feel me? But, I, you know, we just we just we do it in our way. We, we, we put it into the music, our energy into the music. But. Yeah, I, I don't really, I don't really want to be like a, a super like political band, but I want to be able to talk about it. You know, I just don't want to be that political band. Like that's what type of band we are. People are like when something happens in politics, people are coming to you for answers. Bro, I don't have them. Yeah, what's your opinion on healthcare? Right. Yeah, <laughs> I like literally don't know. Like you know, I need somebody else for that. Yeah, that's like everybody getting all butthurt and upset about raging against the machine coming back. And they're like, you know, they're going on this tour. They're playing Coachella that represents this. The ticket sales are this and that. Who gives a fuck, man? You like the band. You like the music. You like the lyrics. Go to the show and, and have But some fun. They played like huge festivals back in the days as well. It's not as if they were this like super yeah, I mean, indie group back then. Yeah, right. you know, it's right. like they're musicians. They're going to play a fucking show. How influenced are you by horror movies and stuff like that? I love horror films. Um, Which ones? I'm, I'm a fan of Hell. I'm a fan of Hellraiser. You know what I'm saying? I, like, I love Hellraiser. I like yeah. That character Pinhead. Oh, man, oh, yeah, he's I'm just fire. obsessed with his character and his his wittiness and his attitude and the way he carries himself and and the whole his whole crew. What did they call again? The Cenobites. Cenobites. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, the Cenobites are the fucking Beatles. Oh, a, a lot of your heart. songs. Yeah, the, the, the Cenobites are like the Beatles. That's yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yo, this next song is called Trucha, and this is by Nate No Face, my boy from from Tucson. Traders kicked out the whip, we extradited. Used to go so hard, the week need extra nights. Boys tell the girls it's not safe no more. The girls tell the boys I'm forever yours. I see them lie, I see them lie. Catch you, who's this guy? Yo, Nate. Nate No Face is he's from um, Tucson, Arizona originally, but he, he currently lives in Long Beach, LA now. I mean, in in, in California, um, he's 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 like a good friend, um, and he's had this project for like a little a, a little while. The, the you know the, the moniker Nate No Face. Um, he his whole style is like synth, like synth eight big punk, like that like that. That's his whole vibe. Um, Uh, he's actually on one of our EPs. Um, he's on Cybercop, our song Punk Police. Um, he's on there. Um, that's my guy. I just have to put him on. What kind of emotions do you hope to bring forth in your music? Um, currently, like for instance, like we're working on like a new album right now. This next record, I want to invoke all feelings. Um, people naturally know us for being like angry or like just hard or just you know when they want to be aggressive or some shit like that but i want to invoke all energies i want to invoke sadness happiness you know because we're not always like smashing every 10 seconds like you know so if you see me outside of the show i'm chilling i'm trying to smoke i'm chilling i'm hungry i'm looking for for the food like you know what i mean so 
uh, we, we just want to invoke all those all those vibes. Like if 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 you come to our show and you feel like crying, I want you to fucking cry and not feel like oh damn like I'm this not the space for that. Like you know what I mean? Like I said, we got to be fucking macho and like be ripping our shirts. So like we don't got to do and, and, and being sexy, you know. A lot of the times, these hard like we we like to be so hard and like we forget to be sexy. Being sexy is important. Motherfuckers need to stop scaring the women away. Stop scaring the love and the sexiness away. Feel me? That's the vibe I'm on right now. Yeah, well, your sexiness seems to appeal to a lot of people. I know that you played at this uh, like fetish gay club in Berlin once. Oh, where yeah. people really ripped off your clothes. Yeah. The yeah. Bergheim. The Bergheim. Bergheim. Oh. Yeah, we played there. Yeah. They have yeah. dark rooms and everything. Yeah, they got some stuff there, yeah, man. They got some, yeah. some good. Yeah, but like you said, man, you know, it's everything. Every, everything ain't 100 miles per hour. And, and plus with us, it's, it's a visual thing too. We we like to look good. We like to we like to play good. We like the music to be good. When it's hard, it's going to be at its hardest, you know. When it's emotional, you're going to feel it. You're going to go home and you're going to some memories might come up that you feel like damn man they they made me feel like this and that you know damn. i always look back at iggy pop man i love iggy pop especially you know that stooges area era they was like making the hardest weirdest shit and he was just a fucking grinding away every performance his shirt was off he's everywhere <laughs> you know sexy. cool sexy hard <laughs> weird Just in your face, not giving a fuck. And yes. he was touching all levels. And if yes. you go back and listen to those Stooges albums, it's one song where it's just noise and, you know, a little bit of vocals. And the other song is upbeat. Then there's a few songs where it's nice, chill, and dim. And it's just bringing you to this fucking, like in a fucking psychosis or some shit. This is Bone Thugs and Harmony with their single Crossroads. This was my introduction to me purchasing and getting into my own field of, of hip-hop and rap. I never have bought a CD, never have bought a tape before this. You know, unfortunately, it was a time where there's no internet, so I can't say I, I couldn't download it. But I used to watch this... Um, The show that just played videos all day in the back of the and back in the back back in the day it was called the box you know it's like ninety six yeah it was like the box they just played fucking videos from all across the board every day twenty four seven all night it can go from corn to DMX to Papa Roach to fucking Bone Thugs and I was obsessed with this Crossroads video and the song it. It just made me feel a certain way as a it kid. Was it was like, it was mesmerizing, man. I was like, damn, this shit is like deep. 
and it's about remembering death yes. like yes. we talked about earlier yes yes you know but it was like so it was like so beautifully harmonized like the way they was singing yeah. it, the way they was know. harmonizing on the raps yeah we had never heard rap like yeah. that you know mm-hmm. rap is so hardcore and just yeah so that was the first thing that i was like whoa i was like what is this and i went out and i had my mom's buy me the, the cassette tape and back in the days you could buy the full album or you can buy the single and the instrumental we, and the edited version and the edited yeah. version we made a mistake and we bought the full album not knowing that that album eternal 1999 was a very dark album and i'll never forget i think i was like fucking sunday morning and i'm like mom I was only able to listen to the tape in her car when we was driving. So I didn't even have a radio yet. And we turned on the intro and the intro was like, sound like they're playing a fucking Ouija board. They're singing. The lyrics are backwards, yeah. deep voice. There's guns being cocked. Like and my mother was like, what the fuck is this? So we ended with that tape. We ended up fast forwarding it <laughs> to Crossroads and we will re- rewind it. And just play that song over and over until I bought the CD myself and I listened to the whole album and I was like, this is my shit. This is this is my first purchased album. <laughs> and then from there it was, you know, a bunch of shit. Yo. Thank you for having us. Um, we got a show to play. I got to get my ass back to the venue. Frederick, you are the man. Love you. Thank you for coming here. Love God forever. Save the children. Yeah, the youth. Blessed be. And the youth. I love you. I love all of you. Youth. Hello, Sweden. Goodbye. Look into my eyes. Tell me what you see. You see? Den här podcasten producerades av Daniel Bäckström för Leon Media. Horror var hemma hos Dragen. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.